Some boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Hello and welcome to the Wet Bandits Podcast, Hello. where I have gone through yet another entire episode <laughs> without hitting record. Bro. Hashtag get me a producer. Hashtag drink that beer, bro. Oh my God. Glug, 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 glug. This is the first time that we've gone like a full hour and been like dude we can't do that again right now (laughs) yeah (laughs) the first two times i've done that this season we figured it out after about 15 minutes Uh last season when we did it we were out with two fandits yep shout out to jamie and emily yo and it was like well we've been here for an hour but it's fun so we can do it again Uh we don't have anything else to do here we were planning on recording a second episode so we can't sit here for two and a half hours you know Re-record, recording, then re-recording, then recording a new one. So, damn it, I suck. Fuck. Yeah. No, dude, it's okay. It's really not. What we're praying is that I'll be able to pull the audio off the uh, the uh, video that dude, we. Is that monitor on? Yeah. Okay. So the sound might not be great, but Lord knows we don't care about professionalism yeah. and and. The, the previous episode, which would be episode seven, this will be episode nine. We're going to put one in between. But the previous episode seven that we talked about was Creed, Human Clay, which, I mean, shit on them, man. They suck. Dude, I kind of like Creed now. Do you? Just because no, we talked. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you fooled me. <laughs> you had me. You had me there. I was like, oh, I turned them around. Yeah. Like we were trying to do with all of you. No. <clears throat> no, it's not good. So. What we started to get into at the end of episode seven, and I like stopped you, and I was like, hey, let that marinate for a second. And then I turned, and I was like, oh, shit, I haven't been playing, recording this whole time. Um, we started to get into the Christianity or lack thereof of Creed. Mm-hmm. And you said, what makes a Christian band a Christian band? Didn't you kind yeah. of say that? Okay. We don't have a Craig's crazy question for this week because I like to get. I actually do have some, but I like to give you more time to think about it. And I just forgot to get it to hit you. it. So on the way over here, I was like, I need to think of a question mm-hmm. that's like a Craig's crazy crazy question, but something that we can kind of like talk about. And the question I thought of was, what makes a Christian band a Christian band? Hmm. Because Creed, just to rehash what we talked about in episode seven a little bit, Creed, I had friends who like openly refused to listen to Creed because they had this perception that they were a Christian band. And I think that they weren't alone. I think part of the reason they were so big was because some people thought they were a Christian. Oh, possibly they sing about, they sing about God a lot. Hmm. There's a lot of references to the Holy spirit. And I mean, the name of the band is like reference or do they like literally say that? Well, there's in Faceless Man, there's the Lord God I stand. Like, that's not something a normal rocker throws around. Yeah. It's like Lord God. Um, he Scott Stapp was a preacher's son, is a preacher's son. So there's that. With Arms Wide Open, like, is about yeah, like having sounds... a baby, but it also kind of sounds like it's about, you know, they talk about how they created life. It's just... Obviously, all that speculation, speculation, and 
and to say that the fact that he's singing about something so personal means it has to be Christian is stupid. But it's just the way he said like mm-hmm. I can I don't think they're a Christian band. I'm gonna come out and say it right now. Creed to me is not a Christian band. But I can see why people thought that. You know? Yeah. Um I'm gonna look through some lyrics here while you say what you were did you have something you were gonna say about it? No, I mean I um I've played in a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. And usually um just what I perceive to be Christian music is like kind of um you develop that um setting where people go to church and they're you know just that music that kind of um i i don't know it's uh, i perceive christian music to be like a little bit more literal sure you know what i mean yeah 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 like they're saying what they're saying totally there's no way around it it's you know saying about god yeah um Faceless man, the one I was talking about where he says, Lord God, I stand, blah, blah, blah. As I reading as I'm reading the lyrics, like Faceless Man is clearly about like standing against the devil or mm-hmm. something. Uh his yoke is easy, his burden is light, and all the hisses are capitalized. I mean, those are like Christian words, right, yeah. Right. Um higher. I mean, clear can you take me higher? Uh-huh. Like that song is a you know, to a place with golden streets to a place where blind men see like that is pretty clear. Yeah. Um, wash away those years. Like that's the name of a song, like washing away baptism, like stuff. I mean, but like you said, it's not particularly explicit. So did you kind of just say what you think makes a Christian band, a Christian band that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how explicit does it have to be? Or are there like Christian band shades of gray? You know what I mean? Like for for example, um did you have FCA at, at in Kenton? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys did you ever go to a meeting or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I used to play drums. Okay. So I went to I went to meetings uh like when I was in middle school. Uh-huh. Funny story about that. <laughs> I had this uh my first girlfriend she wasn't really my girl. She was never my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I hope she never listens to this because I'm about to drop a story. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> this girl m- moved to or started going to Grandview Middle School in seventh grade. Her name was Michelle. I won't give her last name for anonymity, even though our reach is not wide. <laughs> and anyone who's listening to this probably knows who I'm talking uh-huh. about. So she can sue me for s- slander. Um, so... She moved in, and I immediately lost crushing hard on this girl, right? So the way I asked girls on dates when I was in middle school was to ask them to play basketball in my house, because that's what you do, uh-huh. right? So, like, we played basketball in my house, like, daily on the reg. And so, and we would just hang out, like, all the time, seventh and eighth grade. Like, we were best friends. And then eighth grade, um, eighth grade, we went to the Washington, D.C. trip. And on the way back from eighth grade, we just decided that we were going out. So that was like my first girlfriend. But she dumped me like, I don't know, very shortly after. And by dumped, I mean like that just meant we stopped hanging out. Like we weren't even really friends anymore. But we never went on a date either. Mm -hmm. We never like hugged. Like I was a kind of an innocent eighth grader and she was somehow more innocent than I was. So like n- there was nothing that would have told anyone like these two are in a relationship. Right. Um, 
but she like when we got senior year she gave me a note at like my graduation party that was like I blew it we should like go out now um but I was already like kind of had my eye on someone else and so that never mm. but anyway uh what was I talking about oh yeah but in seventh grade she's the person who kind of got me to go to FCA meetings oh yeah and at some of these FCA meetings we would the the Got, people would tell us how like you couldn't listen to secular music. You could only listen to Christian music. Otherwise, you're pretty much glori- glorifying the devil. Yeah. Not in so many words. But but they did say flat out like if you're not listening to Christian music, then you're listening to bad music. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I really want this girl to like me. So I was like, I guess I have to get rid of these albums. Oh. I could not bring myself to do it though. Yeah. I took Red Hot Chili Peppers What Hits, which I did not like. But I had bought it because it was like greatest hits and I had heard of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh-huh. So, and I threw that away. That was the only one I could bring myself to get rid of, though. Everything else I kept. My love for the CDs was stronger than my love for Michelle at the time and yeah. my love for the FCA. See, I hate that shit, man. <laughs> Tell me why. Dude, it's just like, uh, I don't know if this is for this podcast, bro. 100% it is. We have had no feedback on this podcast, but I think if anything, we need to get into like our life more than we need to. Yeah. So please go on. Dude, it's just like, that's who you are, man. Mm-hmm. You know, like just, you like rock music that, what does that have to do with Jesus? Yeah. You know, I mean, it, maybe if it's like telling you to fucking do something bad. Yeah. You know, but like, what does that have to do with it? You know? Yeah. And I mean, what, is it cause it's an art form? And does like television come into that? Or yeah. Is it, yeah. Or does it have something to do with the fact that like, I've heard people say not necessarily like in church, but you'll hear like music is the language of God or whatever. Is that just something people say? I think that's it, what like hardcore conservative people have to say. Okay. <laughs> that's that's really, but there's no basis for that. No. my That's like the people who don't go to like, so I... The church I used to go to had like a music session with like actual instruments and like the hymns. Right. That's what those people would say. The sure. people who go to the hymns are like, ooh, that's uh Yeah. Uh I don't like that. Yeah. That's different. Okay. You know. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. Yeah. That's kinda what I figured. But Yeah, that I get escalated on that because i've been told not to listen to that stuff i'm like that's yeah. who i am man mm-hmm. that's why i'm playing drums that's why i'm playing drums for the church you know yeah because so you know like i'm here playing and yeah. i wouldn't be playing if it wasn't for that music so right yeah i mean i agree with you obviously yeah. but i i have less reason like i have no authority on that at all so i'm glad you told me now that still doesn't answer the question though because what I said was, is a Christian band like, is there a sliding scale? Are there shades of gray? Or is there a point where you're like, oh, 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 sorry. The real reason I even started talking about it was because the example they gave at FCA, because, you know, a lot of us in middle school had trouble with that concept. Like, really? We can't listen to anything we like? We have to start listening to DC Talk and Audio Adrenaline? <laughs> is that what oh we have my to God. do? So... So they asked about Amy Grant. They were like, Amy Grant has songs where she that has like gospel songs. And they were like, 
She also has secular songs on those albums. So Amy Grant is out. So Amy Grant might have, I don't know, but Amy Grant might have a song like that's called, you know, God love me as your daughter or what, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But she also might have a song like, let's go to the mall and party. Does the fact that she has one song that's about like loving God make her a Christian musician? Or does the fact that she has some songs that aren't about God make her not a Christian musician? Or is there some other like starting point? Like when do you become a Christian artist? I see where you're going with this. Right. Metallica wrote Mama Said, but they're still yeah. metal. But that song's not metal. You know? Yeah. Um, or is it? I don't know. We'll talk. I mean, if you go from like ride the lightning to load, yeah. You know, but I don't know. How does the? Uh, what'd you say again? I said, I said, at what point does a band garner the label like they're a Christian band? Mm-hmm. Like clearly, DC Talk. I think it's the gigs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's the gigs. Yeah. What are the What are the festivals? The Christian festivals that everybody goes to. I I don't know. Um, I can't remember either. It's definitely the gigs, bro. Okay. Because what? Yeah, like you're not gonna take a group of Christian people to a Metallica concert. Accurate. You know, we're not gonna take our church retreat to a Metallica. We're gonna take it to a Christian band. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to look up the the. Uh, Christian music festival that I've heard of and I literally can't find there must be a ton because I can't find the one I'm looking for <clears throat> anyway this is a good question because it's difficult like I have no idea um, dude it's the gigs most mostly okay um, look I'm I'm gonna make it more difficult what if this band what if you had no, cause I get your point. Like that's how you identify a Christian band. And I can't argue with that. But what if, what if live, what if those weren't an option? Like what if you just had the albums, you know, just the, al- well, cause you, in yeah. theory, the album comes before the gigs, right? No, no one's playing headlining a festival without putting out an album. So what, a promoter, a promoter for those festivals has to find those bands. Yeah. How does the promoter determine that this band is appropriate for this festival? You know what I mean? The material does well, have I th- to I come think, I first. I think it's just as simple as, is it going to market to everybody? Oh, okay. You know, because not everybody believes in God. Yeah. You know, so you can't have a band that's going to go up there and just preach the gospel to this mass audience when yeah. nobody believes the same thing that and that's why i think you know a lot of the biggest bands in the world don't divide their audience not that sure it's a good or bad thing you know whatever mm-hmm. um that they just kind of make a general you you interpret the song how you want yeah and there may be a moral and there may be a moral to it whether or not you believe in the Bible, it still has a good moral to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that may be in the case of some of the songs. Yeah. I mean, whether or not you identify yourself as a Christian band, I think if you, if the song just has a message on that 
on that message, you know, of like just being a good person, you know, just no negativity or yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I would call them a Christian band. I would. It just depends what you identify, I guess. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've had a couple of uh, beers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, and this is my fault for not like prepping you with this question because this is very difficult. This is a very difficult question. And I don't know that I know the answer. I think, ironically, Christian bands are like porn. You know, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it, right? Creed to me, not a Christian band. Like, yes, they reference God, but they are not like preaching his word, right? They're not like trying to teach you about God. They're singing songs through the perspective of a religious person. And Uh I think those two things are different, right? But in at least my take would be a Christian band should be like actively spreading the word of God. But what is the word, you know? Well, and I think it's okay if it's just, even if the band, it's just the band's interpretation. I think that still makes them a Christian band. Even if you might not agree like with, with their interpretation. I, I don't know. I kind of think, I think people make it hard, harder than it is. I think it's like, I believe in metal and what's metal. And that's like singing about like the flight of Icarus. Sure. And people are like, I believe in Christianity. And then they sing a story about God, but it may not seem like that, you know? Yeah. Like I sing along with it, you know, but it may not be totally marketed towards that audience. Yeah. Yeah. As, uh, as you were talking, I was thinking like how you said that, like the gigs yeah. show that what's funny to me about Christian bands too, is that, you can also spot a Christian band from the fans to some extent. That's kind of saying the same things as gigs. But what I'm getting at is you can have, like there are thrash Christian bands, yeah, right? Right. And people will be into that shit, but they wouldn't be into it if you were listen- they were listening to Pantera. Uh-huh. Like, and let's say you just took the words out and it was karaoke of both. You might not be able to tell the difference between either one. But because those fans know I'm listening to a Christian band. All of a sudden, they're into it. I am crapping on those fans right now. I am saying that they're full of it, kind of. But, you know, at the same time, like, if that's what's important, if the lyrics are what's important to them yeah. and they know what's being said, then that is worth something. Um, but, but, yeah. I mean, that's it. The lyrics have... To, I think the lyrics have to be openly... Like, obvious. Obvious. Like, the, yeah. this is this is us you know but and and that's what i was saying at the beginning but like now that i'm getting towards it if this band yeah i don't don't fucking know man it's hard it just what's the band goes by and if they believe that they are that's okay well and i yeah it's what the band goes by and that's kind of why but that's what makes the question kind of interesting is because creed a like a band like creed that had this mega fame and probably doesn't want to like narrow their Mm -hmm. audience at all. People would speculate that they're Christian and then they'd be like, they would deny it. But you wondered if they were denying it because they didn't want to like pigeonhole themselves. 
maybe they start maybe they felt like they started as a Christian band, but now they're so famous, which by the way, would probably be not very Christian of them mm-hmm. to be like, well, now that we're famous, we don't want to be a Christian band <laughs> anymore. But um but you know I guess I guess the point I'm kind of getting to is like how much does your how much does intention, how much does intent work into it? Like if you just had a band writing to make art, because some musicians are just doing it for the love of art, mm-hmm. right? Not us, we're sellouts. But if you were I'd just going to be like, I'm going to write the best song I can. And Creed wrote, you know, My Own Prison or One or a bunch of songs on their first album before they were famous. And it was just like overtly Christian but then they get mega famous and they're like, mm, we're not a Christian band. Yeah. Like, where does that put them? Does that put them in the Christian band category or does that put them in the, it used to be Christian band category or does the fact that they never marketed themselves as a Christian band, even though at the time they might've been writing Christian music, they were never marketed as a Christian band. Does that make them not Christian? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably impossible to answer. Dude, I was watching this uh, interview about Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. and he was talking about selling out, and like how he just said, like, who cares if you're like mainstream? What selling out is like going against what you believe in. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I agree with Rob Zombie. Yeah, Rob Zombie is one of those guys that I'm not interested in what he does, but I think I'd like him if I talked to him. Uh-huh. Like he seems like a cool guy. You were talking. <laughs> Talking about Rob Zombie and the same like Christian right. right. dude, whatever. All right. Well, I think we're done with that. And I think we're gonna move Did to Did we the get s- anywhere with that? Um, no. <laughs> uh but I do want people to hit us up on Twitter uh-huh. or Facebook and like uh, when we post this, and if you've listened to it, hit us on Facebook or Twitter and just throw us your two cents about this. Cause that this is a worthy discussion to have. Yeah. Um whether you hate Creed or not, or whether you hate Christian music or not. Um, but it, but it's fun to talk about because it's tough to answer. Um, we're going to move to the second best sophomore album of the 90s. Another kind of like oddly religious-seeming band, though definitely not a Christian band, The what we've deemed the second best sophomore album of the 90s is Live's Throwing Copper, which... Um, con in contrast to Human Clay, which is the worst maybe album cover of the '90s, <laughs> Live's Throwing Copper is, in my opinion, sweet. Yeah, dude, that's art, bro. It's, it is art. It's an oil painting. It sold for I was reading today. I think it sold for just under two hundred thousand dollars at auction. Oh my god! Um, so what this is depicting was that already like a famous painting, or did they make it? For my the album? impression was that they made it for this. That's cool. Now I could definitely be wrong about that. Yeah. Um, I probably am. I'm gonna let when you talk. I'm gonna look that up. But for I'm gonna tell you what this is because this is pretty neat, and we'll put a picture up on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But this is um, you can see that this is a man with a Bible. And he's very near a cliff. These are prostitutes uh-huh. urging him to walk himself off this cliff. Um, so it's an interesting yeah. painting. I don't know what it has to do with throwing copper. It has nothing to do with throwing copper. Throwing copper is just a cool phrase that um, I think the guys heard. I think I read that 
the mem- some member of the band or all the members of the band overheard at like a bait and tackle shop. And throwing copper is a slang term for shooting things. Like throwing copper is like throwing bullets. So that's what throwing copper is. Don't know what the album art has to do with it, if anything, but it is sweet album art. It is a great album. I'm going to say it right now. It's the best album that's been released in my lifetime. Yeah, I remember you used to say that. It's the best album of my life, bro. It is the best album of my life. And we won't go through a bunch of albums right now because one of the albums that people will be... We're going to talk about one of them in the coming weeks, so I don't want to like give anything away. But even though I'm, we're only calling it the second best um, sophomore release of the 90s, that's more because I know what the masses would say. Uh-huh. Um, but I have to put in my two cents for this one because it is so good. So good. Um, what are, I don't want to get in. Let's not get into your thoughts yet. Did, were you aware of live at all before we played all over you? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, dude. Do you know anything from this album? Yeah, dude. I knew uh, Lightning Crashes. I knew... knew I I had this album. Oh, you did? Yeah. When? Dude, my dad had it, bro. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, so he had it and... Like, I used to play Lightning Crashes with, like, some dudes from high school. Okay. So, you're, like, well aware of yeah. it. Um, well, good. Um, while you've been talking, about look, I've been looking up a little bit about the cover art. Mm, it's called, Sister, the art is called Sisters of Mercy. Um, I'm still kind of typing some things here, but... Um, Yeah, definitely not. I wonder, the reason I thought it was done for the album is because I don't understand how um, how it would end up on this album, but it was painted in 1989, so it wasn't done just for this mm. album. That seemed silly, but I also didn't know how it would end up here. Like, you don't see album covers with the Mona Lisa on them. So let's <clears throat> dig deeper, bro. Okay. So, all you listeners... Yeah. Pull this up on the computer. Mm-hmm. So in the background, we see some clouds and then we see a church. So this guy had to have been walking far. So he had some time to think about what he was doing. That's correct. Yes. You know, so he's walking over here. They probably walk with him the whole way. Yep. Or do you think like one by one jumps in? Ooh. Or it looks like that each of these prostitutes have a different personality like one has a radio one has yeah, an envelope i noticed the radio or like a wallet or something i don't know hmm. and uh it looks like he's uh it looks like they're helping him walk off the cliff they're not yes. pushing him yeah true true but he does have his eyes closed Oh, yeah. See, he does have his eyes closed, but I was kind of looking at it as like um, he's he kind of... He trusts them? No, more like he's... I looked at it more as he's uh, like pompous. Like I'm looking down at you. Like, oh. you know, when people like give you a, give you snark, they like close their eyes. I think that this wasn't his first time doing this. Okay. And he always is like, oh, this is just another day after doing this. And they just guide him off the cliff, bro. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Unfortunately, I really want to like learn more about this, but I'll just have a lot of awkward pauses while I like yeah. try to read and talk at the same time. Um, I'm just taking a shot here. I'm going to... No, I like it. Hit us up on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> right after you tell us about Christian bands, tell us about this album art. Um, I was I tried to go on some forums and get some interesting ideas about what people are saying, and this jerk-off said, uh, I wouldn't... Uh, Throwing Copper was the album was the album by the band Live. I wouldn't buy it because it's associated with that crybaby homo band. So yeah, people on the internet are cool. Uh, Dude, I wonder if they're like stealing from him. Oh, like this is a big jacket, and he's holding on to the book like you ain't gonna get this. Yeah, this is the last thing you're gonna take. I'm gonna die with it. That's right. That's right. You know. Yeah. All right, you you. No. I like that. That was a fun interpretation. Most most album covers aren't this cool, you know? All right. Here's the deal with this. This was like the sixth album I owned or something like that. Yeah. And I had this weird... Um, actually, I don't want to get into it yet because I think the story is going to come up as we talk. So we didn't do this in episode seven with Human Clay because with bad albums, we don't generally do the what would you cover, what would you cut, what's the hidden gem. Yeah. We're going to do that here. Okay. So let's let's get to it. What, I'm, what are the singles? The singles. Good question. Um, let me roll through the singles here. The uh, I'm going to minimize this as I, tell the, as I tell the listeners exactly what I'm doing. So the first single off this album is a little ditty called Selling the Drama, which I don't expect people to know by name, but you'll know it when you hear it. Into love oh, yeah. for God Into fear the flame And to burn the crowd that has a name And to write or wrong And to me So many hits, bro. What'd you say? I couldn't understand you. So many hits. So many hits. The second single off this album was I Alone. These things by your grace I sank into Eden with you Alone in the church by and by Singing about the church I'll read to you here, save your eyes you need them, your boat is at sea Your anchor is up, you've been swept away Greatest of teachers won't hesitate to leave you there by yourself, chained to All right, their third single was their biggest hit, Lightning Crashes.
know what I'm going to do? I'm going to skip to the end. Because you, you got to hear more than just the intro, but you got to get to the end. There's only one band that does that song better than the wet band is, and it's live. Single number four, a little jam called All Over You. Here in a second. <laughs> That's all you need to hear of that one. The The last single, which I think a lot of people forget was a single, uh, is is so, a song called White Discussion, which I'm going to pick this one up in the middle also, just so you can get to the good part. there's an extra long music clip you know it's because one of us took a leak dude (laughs) okay so five singles (laughs) episode seven we talked about how this album was huge and human clay sold three and a half million more albums than this human clay sold 11 and a half million throwing copper sold eight million albums it was huge gigantic human clay had three singles and this had five Uh uh-huh I don't know how that works out. I don't know how. Maybe it's just on the radio so much people didn't have to buy it. Maybe. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying, bro? I guess so. I guess so. What year did it come out? Uh, 94, I oh. think. Yeah. I mean, so it's also five years earlier, I guess. Yeah. Like, and it was fighting the grunge, bro. Right, right. Um, Rain just died, maybe. Well, yeah, except that, except that this album, I feel like, had a lot more staying. Maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's... Throwing Copper had a lot of staying power. Like it remained on the charts for a really long time. And Creed was coming off, or Human Clay was coming off a huge debut album that there was anticipation for Human Clay. 
Yeah. Right. A lot of so people bought it right away. This one, uh, most people don't even realize this is a sophomore album. Uh, Live's first album was called Mental Jewelry, mm-hmm. and like. I don't know if it even went gold. Oh, I mean, really? it probably has now because enough people are familiar with live that they went out and bought the first yeah. one after they got this one. But like most people do not know a single song off that album. Is it good? No. Oh. Um. Someday I will. I want to talk about it. Uh-huh. There are three songs on it that are four songs on it that are killer. And the rest of it is a lot of ballads. And not great ballads. That sucks, bro. Yeah. Um, maybe, it, maybe it aged well, though. I don't know. Hmm. But I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, so, yeah. Um, that reminds me, though. This album was so big, so big, that I, I think I've told you this before, but the listeners haven't heard. And some of you will remember this. But when their follow-up to this came out, so their third album, which was called Secret Samadhi, um, came out. It was so anticipated, and I don't remember. I don't remember any other rock album garnering this much like anticipation. Mm-hmm. Not Vitalogy, not uh, n- I don't know, In Utero, not you know, uh, any name a huge band. But when Secret Samadhi was coming out, the Blitz, which is the, like our local rock station, I'm sure other local rock stations did this. They got the entire album and played, like, before it was released, they played every single song off the album, like, on the hour. It's like at 9 o'clock, we're playing track one, 10 o'clock, track two, 11 o'clock, track three, and they played the whole thing. Like, that's how anticipated that album was after this. I mean, this was like a phenomenon. Uh I mean, there's a reason it's the best album of my life, because it is killer. Now, I'm going to, I could talk about it. For a long time, I need to know what you think, dude. I like it, man. Yes, it's good. 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 Um, what I was just thinking is, you know, we've talked about uh, covering a certain album Mm -hmm. all the way through. This is should be right next to it, bro. Oh my god, I'm so glad you said it because I was thinking, like, you know, we always talk about covering yourself or someone like Uh you, the Matchbox Twenty album, which would totally work. But if I were gonna pick one, it would be this. Yeah, I would love to play just 14 straight songs from throwing copper so uh you go ahead and start what um if you had to pick one what's your song we would cover that's uh and and it can be one of the singles but what's the song you would cover from this so i'm going to save the one that i would cover because for my hidden gem okay yeah yeah so um do you think your hidden gem is also the best song probably Okay. Well, man, do you I hear don't. that music? Dude, it's a TV, bro. Should I turn okay. it off? <laughs> no, I didn't know where it was coming from. So maybe pick your second. What's your second favorite? I don't know, man. Um, my my fa- my second favorite, maybe all all over you, man. Okay. So the I drums played are that one. pretty badass. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. But my favorite. Don't tell me yet. All right. Because um, cause I want to wait till we get... Is it a hidden gem, your favorite? Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we'll wait a second. Um, the one we would cover is really... God, this is really hard. I think White Discussion is the oh, one really? I want... Yeah, the 13th song. I've covered it in my high school band. Um, 
it rocks. I don't know, man. It's hard to say. Like lightning, actually, we already do it. That's uh, what's hard about this. Yeah. Like lightning crashes. Well, it's not my favorite one to listen to on the album. Like, it's one of the best songs the Wet Bandits do live. Dude, you know what I, I was just thinking? Instead of doing that Tom Petty thing, mm-hmm. Learn of the Fly, we should just replace that with All Over You. Hmm. Huh. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you've ever seen us live, we always do Tom Petty's Learning to Fly straight into yeah. Lightning Crashes, mostly because they're in the same key. Well, actually, they're not in the same key, but um, Learning to Fly ends on the same chord that Lightning Crashes starts with. So it kind of makes sense. Um, and it works, but that would also work. Yeah, dude. Wouldn't work the same way. But yeah, but that's what we got to do. We got to be yeah, spicing it up a bit. Yeah. Bringing our game. Yeah. Can't be stuck in the same motion. That's true. That's true. Hmm. Anyway, what I was saying was that Lightning Crashes, while it's not my favorite song on the album, if I was going to say we should cover one, I don't think I could get rid of that one because the crowd yeah. loves it. And uh-huh. we do it We do it a little different. Like when... when uh, when live, when they play it, they come out of the bridge. First of all, the bridge doesn't rock that hard in the mm. live version, and we kind of like beef up the bridge. Yeah. And then when they come out of the bridge, it's very quiet. You know, it's mm. just like light drums and yeah. and uh, yeah. hardly it, any guitars. Yeah. And then they build it back up again. But we come out of the bridge and just like kill it the uh-huh. rest of the way, and it totally works. Yeah. In fact, I would argue that sometimes it's better. But theirs is so good. When they get that girl backup singer that I try to do, yeah. when they get that, ah, uh-huh. like they're so good. That that's so good. Um, it even works, even though it's such a slow build. Like it's not boring. Um, that's a great. It's easy to say lightning crashes, but that's a great song. Which one from this album would you cut? Uh, probably like horses or something like that. I knew I knew you'd say horses, which was untitled uh-huh. on the on the album and like when you rip the cd under your computer it's called untitled but everyone calls it horse so here's what that song sounds like for for those of you who don't know it all the things that they make you say i mean it's kind of cool i can understand why you cut it yeah you know the love that you had we're gonna listen through the chorus here I'll pick you up and it'll be alright. You sure? Sam just asked for some of my beer, but I'm down to like a sip. It's a lot of backwash. I know. I don't I haven't brushed my teeth in weeks. Just kidding. At the very least, that song barely belongs on here. That's what's the last one. Yeah. Yeah. I would not cut that one, though. I'd cut All Over You. Really? I know. And that's I didn't want to say anything when you were like, we should do All Over You straight into Lightning uh-huh. Crashes. But All Over You bores me. Uh-huh. Like, I don't care. I never cared for that song. I don't love the lyrics. 
and I'm I don't really care about lyrics and live Ed Kowalczyk's lyrics are kind of weird anyway, but it's awfully repetitive and it doesn't rock enough for me. It's it's too full on the whole time. And it's not interesting enough for me to really get into it. I prefer horse. It's pretty poppy. Because it's different. Yeah. You know? I get that. Um, and the other thing, the part of the reason I think this album is so good is because um, really, I mean, there's 14 songs if you include horse. And all 14, like, they just go together in a perfect order and they work together yeah. so well that you really can't take any of them out. And I do understand, like, if you ended the album with White Discussion, you've got a great ender uh-huh. right there. The album feels complete with White Discussion. So I, it makes sense to get rid of Horse. But All Over You, to me, is the one that's, like, that I would miss the least. Even though Horse, I don't, I don't love it. And there's other songs in here I don't love, like TBD. I don't love. But it has a place on the album, and for I mean, me, it makes sense. It's it's kind of a weird album, like you were saying, mm-hmm. but like that's what makes it the album. It's like that weird ending. Totally, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go first with the hidden gem. I think we're gonna have the same. Dude, what do you gem. think it is, bro? It's shit town. Bro. It is. I'm so happy you said that. Here's shit town. Dude. Sam's hidden gem. Hold on, I gotta start it from the very beginning. This song's so good. The crackheads, they live down the street from me. By the way, I have to, I don't, I've been interjecting a lot for this album's songs. Listen to how the drummer, for the, uh-huh. and this goes for, you don't have to know anything about music, but you'll hear the drummer hitting cymbals during the verse. Uh, he's hitting the ride cymbal. He's like, ding, 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 ding. But when he hits a tom, he stops which is not normal. Like usually you'll hear them just hitting straight eighth notes or 16th notes constantly on the cymbal and also hitting a tom at the same time, but he stops and hits the tom on its own. So the cymbal drops out and it's super interesting if you listen to it. Maybe not as interesting to Sam, who's an actual drummer, but like to the average person like you and me, it's interesting. So pay attention to that. What's his name? Chad Gracie. So covering his bro. This song's so good. And 
and he just does the same verse. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like same lyrics. A lot of this album is like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, not even verse two. Uh-huh. It's verse, chorus, verse one, chorus, verse one, chorus. Getting the point across, bro. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. But it's so good. Yeah. The, um, a couple other things. They don't have a lot of guitar solos on this album, but when they do do a guitar solo, it always rips. Like not shreds, uh-huh. but like rips. Let's see if I can kind of hit the guitar solo pretty close here. Just enjoy the bridge before the song. song's so good yeah i mean i should have faded it out here we go i'm gonna fade out here that song's so good <laughs> oh my. the bridge is so good Dude, the yeah. solo is so good the guitar tones are so good like Dude. all they're doing is just like a b g g uh-huh. and but like it sounds so like there's a swell to it yeah it has such a good flow Dude, just the attitude of the song yes gotta live yes it's so good Live, what they do best is they. No one writes a better bridge than live. Oh yeah, like they put every bridge, and most of their songs have bridges, which is not normal. Uh-huh. But, and for those of you who don't know, I, I don't want to be patronizing, but I also don't want to keep talking about something when people are like, "What the hell are they talking about?" A bridge is a part of the song that is in usually in the middle. That's why it's called a bridge. Connects the start and end of a song, but is different from all the other parts. Yeah. So, um, so, but they do bridges better than anyone. Every bridge they have is like exactly what the song needs. They don't do a bridge if it doesn't make sense, but if they put one in there, it's always yeah. just right. They're, the bridges are so good. Um, that song kicks ass. Dude, that song does, kicks bro. so much yeah. ass. Um, I, I knew this would be hard for me because I love this album so much and besides the fact that the songs go together so well and um and and that for me is a lot of what makes a great album great what car did you have when you had this album i didn't have a car yet because i was in 94 i was still only 13 oh yeah but my first car was an 89 honda civic yeah uh manual obviously um but there are so, so each song on here has 
uh, like I was saying as I stumble over my words, what I was saying was that like the order and having each song is so important, but also the other aspect of a great album is when you like the other songs more than the singles. Oh yeah. Like for me, I'm done with the singles. Like uh-huh. I like selling the drama and I alone and lightning crashes. Like the singles are great. They're great. But to me, I'd listen to every other song first. And I would genuinely not just saying this to be contrarian or to be like, you know, one of those people who are like, well, actually I don't even listen to the singles. Like yeah. that's baloney on this album for me. They really are what uh-huh. I'd rather hear. Yeah. That's how good they are. So it's really hard for me to decide. And I'm going to cop out. I'm going to name like three. Uh-huh. All right. So the <laughs> I'm going to tell a story though. Okay. So when I saw Live, Live was the first concert I went to. Oh, that's cool. Um I'm pretty sure my friends weren't really my friends. And they were just like, Michael, get us tickets to these. We'll use him to like, he'll stand in line early at Kroger because that's what you had to do at the time. Mm. He'll stand in line and like get these tickets and then we'll just go. And they they were opportunistic. But anyway, I don't care. So I got the tickets and live was the first concert I went to. I knew this album inside and out. And like I said, this was their first like famous album. And you know, there's 14 songs on it. They had a few songs from their first album that nobody knew. So they were going to play most of them. I wanted them to play one song and they oh, didn't do that's it. That's always how it they, works, bro. <laughs> out of the 14, there was one uh-huh. that I wanted them to do. They played 13 of those. And the one they didn't oh, play shit. was a song called Stage, which sounds like this. Yeah, this would sound sweet live. This is a great song, but I'm going to skip to the solo. Because we were talking about how all these solos rip, even though there aren't very many. This one features a trick that I love. It features a vocal line that bleeds seamlessly into a guitar line. Mm. All right. I it's so good. It's Van Halen does this a lot, actually, especially with Sammy Hagar. Well, only with Sammy Hagar. This one is so good, I'm not even sure it's a voice, but I'm pretty sure you hear him go, yeah. Like he just yells a note and it goes right into like a feeding back guitar and it's perfect. I think I've got this queued up well, so we will see how I did. I'm not going to fade in. I'm just going to go right to it. Here you go. I missed it. But I had that part, which is good. Here it comes. One more one more time for you, okay, in case you missed it. He says, tonight, tonight, come on, mother, you know, and then there's like two measures and then a yell and then guitar solo.
Okay, I queued it up wrong, but you get the idea. Dude, their bass player is good, man. Yeah, he is good. TBD used to be a song that I did not care. Like, that was the one in high school that uh-huh. if you were like, what would you cut? I'd be like, TBD. But it has a place. It has a. That's the one that has the bass line. That's a yeah. That's a cool song. Um, second of the three, Pillar of Davidson, which is six minutes and 45 seconds long. And I swear, I thought it was a single. Apparently, it wasn't. Um, but... You know, uh, it is. I was wrong, but it's just a good song. Like it, it's. I could see someone saying it's a little boring. But when you get to the chorus, it's so good. When they start singing in the round at the end, I'm gonna skip to that for you. Like, I get the goosebumpies. Dude, each song is different, man. Yeah. Like, for the most part. Like, yeah. And that's what makes it a good album. Totally. Like, it's like a story. Yeah. But if I had to, if you forced me to pick one, it's it's the opener. I don't know if you can stop me from playing this whole song. Oh, yeah? You can try. You need it's a, a great bro? opener. We can talk over it. Dude, it is a good opener. I know. I'm going to try to stop it. Dude, Once it kind of gets going. Making it an exception. <laughs> if I find a place where I'm like, it's appropriate to stop, I'm going to stop. But if we don't ever get there. I see what you like. Listen to that guitar, bro. Yeah. But we can't stop now because the what song's just getting going. When all that's left to do is reflect on what's been done. But it's going to get good. Imagine opening a set with this, bro. They opened the show with this. The first time I saw it. Just like when the guys with the damn it all the quick and all the world will back off. So this song is fucking weird, which is great. Took the dead man in sheets to the river flank by love deep enough to dive. Deep enough to dive. Up Yeah, 
Probably not legal to play a whole song. <laughs> oh yeah, but dude, I broke a sweat, dude. Um, that would be badass to play live. <laughs> no, I know it's just like a complete. Josh would do it well too. Yeah, it's just a build the whole yeah. time. Like it just keeps getting crazier and uh-huh. crazier, and it's weird. And it's like it's not a single, but it's a great album opener. Right. Like, there's oh my god, that song's so sweet. Every time. I don't know. I just break a sweat. Like it's so awesome. And but I can totally also understand why someone wouldn't like it. Cuz it's not really a song. Right. Yeah. Kind of. Like there's not there is a melody, but it's not like you wouldn't whistle while you work to yeah. Damn It Otter Creek, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it is it's unique, but I mean it's so good. Like I that song holds a special place in my heart for many reasons. Um, but I mean, and I still love it. Like I love Uh it. If you were watching it on YouTube, like you saw insanity. Um, but (laughs) if this ever gets posted, (laughs) (laughs) but it, we're trying to anyway, but I, I'm referenced that I got a girlfriend on our Washington DC trip. Well, I listened to this album on the bus ride down, but I was like a dumb kid and I I didn't, I, I think I've said before on the podcast that I got albums based on what Entertainment Weekly's like top 10 mm-hmm. albums were. And I was like, um, and uh, so I'd, I bought them because I knew that other people liked them. And Throwing Copper, by the time I had gotten it, was actually not popular anymore. It wasn't top 10. It was still like on the Billboard top hot 100 or whatever, but it wasn't top 10. So I had trouble accepting... I was like, okay, I wasn't sure that other people liked it. Almost like I needed to be told, like it was okay to listen to this. But like other people had it and I, so I got it. 
and I Demon Otter Creek's the first album or the first song on it and I loved it and I would just play it on repeat constantly. Oh, damn, I never yeah. listened to any other song. I probably listened to that song 200 times mm. before someone I remember vividly the singer who the guy who would become the singer for my high school band Alex who I've mentioned on this podcast before was like dude you got to listen to the other songs on here they're good. <laughs> Like just trust me, they're good, and I rem- and I remember after that just going to song two and being like selling the dramas song two, and I'm like, this is good, and they were all good. Yeah. But damn it, Otter Creek holds a special place because I could listen to it that many times over, and it's still good. It's still yeah. good. That's badass, bro. Badass. I mean, kind of lame, but dude, also badass. Dude. <laughs> Everybody has that shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 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 It's true. So that's the best album of my life. Um, I, if if you would have to pay me to never listen to that again, you'd have to pay me. Th- oh man, my favorite author Chuck Klosterman calls this the Jack Factor. The uh, Jack yeah. Factor is the amount of money you would have to pay to never listen to an album again. Ooh, and I is think this the guy who likes Kiss. Yeah, loves Kiss. Yeah. I think that um, the jack factor for throwing copper, and by the way, that means like you can't like no one it does you don't hear it on the radio accidentally like mm-hmm. your friends or whatever don't play it to never hear it again. This sound this might sound stupid, but you'd have to pay me close to ten thousand dollars. Oh, really? That's how much is worth to me because I can I'll make ten thousand dollars in you uh-huh. know. Not to brag, in half a year, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, that's that's money that I will see again. Yeah, you know, ten thousand dollars. Um, yeah, I think you'd have to get pretty damn close. You might even have to get more than that. That's how good it yeah, is. Yeah, I would say so. Like, what is that for you? What album? I mean, you don't have to decide right now. But like, if I said you couldn't listen to Load again, how much would that cost? Oh, that'd be hard, man. More than $10,000? Well, here's a... Well, I guess the whole album, does that include every song off that yeah, album? Yeah, every song. You can't see them live again, bro. Um, Take that out of there, though. Okay. You can see them live. Okay. But you can't be like, so I'll just follow them for the rest. You have to live your life yeah. still. You can't just follow Metallica everywhere and get your yeah. fix for load. Well, they hardly play anything off there, so... Okay. Yeah. But anyway, dude, it'd be more than ten grand. Yeah, and, and the more I think and about that's it, that's even my favorite Metallica album. Yeah. Know? Oh, I thought it was Load. Yeah, not my favorite. Red the Lightning. Maybe I don't know. They're all my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what well, What is your favorite? I don't think I have one. Man. Okay. Well, um, yeah. The more I think about it, the higher the price goes. Yeah. To never listen again. I'm also trying to think like, what would my wife do? Like, if my wife was like, they offered you thirty grand to not listen to Throwing Copper again, and you didn't take it. But dude, that is just a question. Like, what is life? You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's you can't why enjoy I, the things you love because of fucking money. That's bullshit, bro. Yeah. I think you might have to pay me over fifty grand. Dude, I would say more. It's possible. Yeah. Because fifty grand is not generational wealth. Yeah. I would need. Something close to like 
maybe not generational, but you got to put one of my kids through college. Uh-huh. You got to assume one of my kids, I only have one right now. Let's assume Marin is a dumb, dumb kid, which she won't be, mm-hmm. but assume she's a dumb kid and can't, she wants to go to college and you're like, honey, college really isn't for you. But she is like, but I really want to go. And you're like, okay, but you're no scholarships for her. And you got to pay everything. And she wants to go out of state private school. I'm going to, that's going to be at least, by the time she's going to school, that's going to be $100,000. It's already a that 100000 probably for out yeah, of state. Right. I mean. You're, yeah. It's going to need to be over 100000 Mm, That's a lot of money. If I had 100000 right? It's going to be in the 100000 range. Let's put it that way. That's the jack factor. That's how good it is. Yeah. If you don't have throwing copper, get it now. Get it. Get yourself some copper. Dude, good album, bro. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to wrap it up. We're really glad that this this session recorded. Hopefully, episode seven won't need to be re-recorded later. Get wet, motherfucker. Get wet. Soldier.